0: Hey, what's up and welcome to the podcast, Unapologetic Leadership. This podcast focuses on our reflection of the work that we do as school leaders, challenging ourselves to grow within our experiences, utilizing it as personal development, professional development, whatever you wanna call it. This is a super chill, laid back conversation that I have with school leaders uh, that are ingrained in the work of educating our young people. You see, being unapologetic is a mindset. It's not something that we need to look negatively upon but if we are focused on making decisions that are best for our schools that are best for our school communities and most importantly for our kids we shouldn't have to apologize for the decisions in which we make so i hope you uh dive deep into this podcast and are able to walk away with lessons and experiences from other educational leaders to just help you do better be better and be great i hope you enjoy unapologetic leadership What's up, listeners of Unapologetic Leadership? It's so great to be back with you all. I know it has been most of the summer that i stepped away from this uh, this project that I have been working on uh, of this podcast. Uh, one, just to unplug, to uh, engage and in, in just being with family and disconnecting from school and just trying to get rejuvenated before we enter this school year. And I can't believe it. Like I know for myself, I got school starting in, two weeks from today. uh, I'm super excited. Kids are coming back. Teachers are coming back. Families are getting ready. School supplies are of plenty at Walmart. They have been, they are like right there when you walk in the door. Um, So I'm super excited uh, for back to school time. What I'm most excited about is the opportunity to speak uh, with somebody I have just recently Started to get to know through uh, the NASSP leadership networks, uh, the school leaders of color network that uh, I'm a part of and get the opportunity to be able to lead, uh, which has been super exciting. Uh, Dr. Danielle Woods uh, is joining me today. Uh, I am excited to have her on the show. I just, her vibe, her ability. Uh, as a school leader. I'm just, I'm super excited about the work that she's been doing and what she's been able to contribute and what I've been able to learn from her. So I said, hey, come on to the show. And so ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to introduce you all to Dr. Danielle Woods. What's up?
1: Hi. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I am super excited. Like I was, had an opportunity to listen to your podcast, several episodes and I was just like, oh my gosh, it's such an honor to be able to be a part of the work that you're doing. Um, and I'm glad that we were able to make that connection as well um, through the different channels for NASSP. Um, I'm really, really glad to be here today.
0: Well, that's awesome, man. I, we had just a couple of minutes before uh, we started to hit the record button where I was able to hear a little bit about Uh, Danielle and and, you know what she's doing and you know how she's moving and grooving as a school leader and and I'm excited for her to be able to share a little bit of that so uh, Danielle if you could tell the listeners just a little bit about who you are what you do and what's life like as an educator for you.
1: Absolutely Um, well as you share my name is Dr. Danielle Tierra Woods. I am in the Wilmington Delaware area Um, I serve as a school leader of an elementary school in the Red Clay Consolidated School District. This is my second year being a school leader um, and I am just taking it all in. Last year was more so like my listening and learning year um, while also trying to problem solve. But this year I am, as you, you know, we talked about a little bit earlier, planning, putting some things in place, like ready to really, really execute. Um, and support our babies as well as our staff in connection with our community. Um, I am really just excited to be able to be in my 11th year in education. Um, My route to leadership is not a traditional one. Um, I got here pretty quickly. (laughs) I actually served um, in education in Atlanta, Georgia first. Um, I taught in like Bankhead area, Atlanta, all of that at a charter school and then came up to Delaware um, where I worked at um, another, another school um, for like maybe five years teaching kindergarten, went to public schools, taught first grade, second grade. Fourth grade was a very interesting year. <laughs> I said, oh, I take my hat off to those who teach fourth grade, fifth grade, any of those upper grades. I said, I will not do that again. <laughs> <laughs> but um it, it taught me a lot about myself and how to just adjust because going from kindergarten to fourth was a very interesting time um but I ultimately um, landed in the right Clay Consolidated school district where I now um, I now I'm a school leader but I was a librarian um, student advisor, team lead for for math content um it, it's been quite a journey for me but I definitely take on every year. As a new challenge, and just try to see how I can how I can help and how I can support in any of those areas. So I'm excited for this this upcoming school year. It's going to be a great one.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's a uh, a lot of experience to have. I actually started uh, in a charter school uh, right out of college as well, so I'm very familiar. I love being in a charter school and the autonomy that we were able to have. And then moved into public school and a lot of different experiences. So. Uh, that's awesome. I so what you're saying is high school is not really would be a jam.
1: I mean, I'm I'm open to you know whatever <laughs> God has for me. You know, I'll definitely just work with it. But I'm five two, you know, so being able to walk around the school, you'd be like, where where's the principal? Where's the assistant principal? <laughs> I will blend right in. You know, I could connect with them. Yeah. But you couldn't pick me out of the crowd because, you know, we would all look alike. So well,
0: I will tell you, there are some pros and cons to that. There are some times that I will wear a hoodie in school and I'll blend in because I just want to get the feel and the culture of kids. And when they see you coming, things change around you. It's like a bubble that you carry. But if you can blend in and you just know then you can really know what's going on. So I, uh, I think it'll work in your favor. <laughs> we'll we'll um, see. We'll see. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about. uh you know, just making a transition from, you know uh, being a teacher and going uh, to administration, and we'll kind of work backwards because I there's people who this year is their first year going into administration. Um, whether serving as a AP, whether serving as a principal or uh, going into any role that serves as an administrator. Uh, what what was your transition like from the classroom uh, to to a leadership role?
1: like I shared my my role or my transition was a little bit different than most. Mm -hmm. Um, I had the opportunity to be a part of our uh, pipeline for leadership within Red Clay. So what our superintendent, as well as our our entire district looks to do is to groom those who would like to be in leadership, but it also allowed us to be able to be in front of our uh, future um, elementary or secondary supervisors of leaders. Mm -hmm. So for an entire year, well, for me, it ended up being two, because we were in the uh, program during COVID year. So we had to finish out um, virtually and then in person. But um, we were able to gather together with the different individuals from various schools. Um, Our school leaders, you know, put in a recommendation for us because um, they saw that leadership within our schools and was like, okay, I think you'll be really good for this. Would you be interested? He said, yes, accepted it. And we were just able to really learn from one another. We were guided by the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership um, by John Maxwell. Um, but then it was good for us to be able to be introduced to various department leads, um, different supervisors, how they do what they do, asking those very you know important questions that we might not have been able to ask from the classroom. Um, But I would definitely encourage anyone who is looking to be in leadership to be able to see if their district has um, a pipeline for leadership, any of those programmings or programs where they can, you know, be a part of um, that leadership cohort, or even seeking um, different opportunities in the community to be able to be in leadership, because that's what they look for as well, or even serving on like district committees um, have definitely been places where people can be seen and then, you know, just connect with others. But that was a phenomenal experience for me. I even had the opportunity to shadow uh, one of our our principals um, and seeing what it? he did around his school and how he did it. Um, it was so great that I didn't even want to leave. I was just like, let me, uh, let me.
0: theory uh, back there listening too.
1: Yes. I'm like, Why is <laughs> I'm about to talking? I apologize. But. I wanted to stay the entire day. so there were different different pieces that they put in place even for us to interact with each other, learn policies, procedures. Yeah. Um, it was a really phenomenal experience, but it kept us on our toes too.
0: Yeah, so. that's, that's awesome to hear. you know is the, the conversation uh, in the educational space about um, you know how are we filling the pipeline uh, for school leaders. Uh, how are we seeking them out? You know, you hear about these grow your own programs and everybody has something different as to what that means within their district. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's important uh, to continue to bring light and shed light on the great programs that do exist in districts uh, so mm-hmm. that people can get those ideas, right? Um, having you shadow and, and uh, be able to see what it's like on a day-to-day basis and not be in the seat where, like, I'm going to make this decision that's going to impact kids, that's going to impact the community, and, like, here goes nothing. Whereas like, if you're coming into um, the spot and you're able to sit in on those decision on those decisions or the conversations leading up to the decisions, you start to learn, you start to learn what and what not to do. And there's not a lot at stake for you being just eyes and ears. You know what I mean? But you can also bring your thoughts to the
1: table. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would even say like, it allowed me to be able to have more mentors in mm. um, leadership because when you get there, it's like, you know, everyone's clapping for you, they're super excited, but you're in a room of people. If you did not come into that district or you did not, um, if you weren't a teacher in that district and you like grew as a teacher within that district, you might not know all the individuals who are running different things or who are leading various schools. So it allowed us to be able to connect early. Um, I would even say like that cohort that I was in, Many of us are already like leading various schools. So it's nothing for me to pick up the phone and say, hey, how did you do this? Or, hey, what are you thinking about this? Or can our schools partner on this? Or we have a professional development. How about you bring your teachers you know, to ours and we can collaborate in that sense. Um, it was just a really, really thoughtful uh, program that I think that many schools should have to be able to see you know, who wants to be leaders, how we can support our leaders, because even, um, our our leaders for the actual programming who are our elementary and our secondary um, supervisors, mm-hmm. they ask us for feedback. You know, what things that we need, how could they put more things in place? How could they support in various areas? So it allowed us to be able to have that direct connection with them early on before we got into our leadership roles.
0: Yeah, that's, that is, uh, man, that's critical. The, especially yeah. being able to get the feedback, right? Like, I wish, I wish I was able to get feedback, um, you know, leading up to even some of the decisions I made, like I never, most people uh, going into, uh, going into 2020, 2021, like our leadership has completely changed. And sometimes I just wanted to be able to step outside of my body, right. And look and be like, okay, I'm watching markets. Like what's happening? Like, let's. Let me sit and re- I reflect on me, but I wanted to be able to see me in action. Right. And I want somebody that can sit and give intentional feedback. We always get linked up with mentors uh, and it's like mentors of schools that are similar to us. Um, but like you really don't understand what's going on in my building, all the dynamics. I can give you a, a snapshot, but it it is awesome to be able to have somebody to walk alongside you and understand all of the context around this. Because then the feedback can be more specific and more directed, you know. Yeah. So, and that sounds like a that sounds like an awesome uh, program and an awesome way to really come into the fold of of school leadership.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like our district, sorry, our state has a program as well. So when you become an assistant principal, um, you get tagged with a mentor. You could, you know, receive one that they, you know, pair with you based on like your interests and things of that nature, or you can seek one yourself. So I, <laughs> I found, um. A individual who was our, if I'm correct, she was our past national, national principal for the state of Delaware. Um, her name is Dr. Rebecca Feathers. I wanted someone who was phenomenal, and I know there are so many great people, but I was like, I want to work with her. I want her to guide me. And the other part about it too was she's not in my district, so if I wanted her to come, like how you were talking about, you know. They They'll have a snapshot of it, but they don't know what it's like to walk around our building, mm-hmm. you know and see what we see. But she was able to come to my school and walk the halls with me, you know, do different assessments with me, do walkthroughs with me, you know, have different kinds of conversations, prepare me for different things. But she was actually immersed in my school, you know, and being able to see what it's like as opposed to me just telling her, this is what it's like. So I definitely um, think that finding, if possible, like a mentor outside of your district, to be able to have someone who's not on the same schedule as you mm-hmm. would be very beneficial.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. It sounds like Red Clay CSD got something going on. That's I think people need to look at that and start to replicate, awesome. uh, which is awesome. All right, so uh, the school year is coming up. Yeah. Right, and I'm sure you're getting ready, uh, getting ready to welcome you know a bunch of little people back, uh, back <laughs> yeah. into the building. Uh, What are you most excited about for
1: this coming school year? That's a really good question. What am I most excited about? I am most excited about, I, I don't even wanna say getting back to normal, right? Okay. Because after the pandemic, I felt like a lot of people have been saying like getting back to normal, getting back to normal. There's no more getting back to normal. It's creating whatever our normal is for this upcoming year. Right. Okay. Allowing um our community partners into our spaces, allowing our our parents into our spaces, like being able to do all that we used to do prior to, but in an even greater way. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for the. The, the systems that we're going to be putting in place to be able to get the results that we need, whether that be academic, whether that behavior, whether that be behavioral, um, whatever our students need, I really feel like we have a phenomenal team this year who's really going to execute mm-hmm. and like we could even tell like in our, our building leadership team meetings, like the conversations we were having with our team, the way that we're even restructuring that to create like a framework, you know, I'm a planner. so. I was like, okay, let me find a book that I can use to be able to frame what our building leadership team will look like. What will our leaders or how can our leaders develop themselves? Because it's one thing to say like, hey, you're a leader, Um, you know, you're serving and supporting this specific team. But what does that look like? How can we help to grow them in that capacity? So, I'm excited about all the the new things that we're doing and the systems that we're putting in place to get the results that we really need for student success and student growth this year,
0: yeah, ah oh, goodness. that <laughs> that sounds exciting. And especially to hear like the conversations are are so rich and people are like ready to go. Yeah. Um, I think the I, for me, I guess what I'm most excited about is is seeing our staff and our students come back. Um, but seeing them come back with a, a different—everybody's like, going to be in different places, right? But I'm going to tell you, like my staff, students, and kids in the community, families—like people went ghost. They were like, "We are out. We are disconnecting. We don't want to do anything." And and just being able to come back with a renewed sense of of spirit, um, because we all every—I always tell people every day we wake up, we got a chance and a choice. Mm-hmm. We got a chance and a choice to. Uh, make the best of situations that we had and make the best of, you know, what we're going to do to have a positive mindset. And I think, you know, everybody comes back at the beginning of the year, like, okay, cool. We're back. Like what's new. And you're right. Getting back to normal. There is no getting back to getting back to means going backwards, right. Finding spaces in which we were comfortable. And uh, now we are out of that space. Um, Just like I told you, before you got on here, one thing you mentioned and for all of our listeners, uh, Danielle, she's she's a planner. Uh, when I told her that I was just gonna hit the record button on this this podcast and we were just gonna go, her facial expression was like, "You're uh, just telling on me." Okay. <laughs> I, I, but I, what I love about that is, and the 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 parallel that I'm having to that is, we don't know what to expect, and if we right. constantly are thinking, "Man, when school starts back, we should do." What we used to, it it can't be. Where are the areas in which you need to focus on? Where are the areas in which you uh, you need to give to your kids? How do you uh, find out what they need so that you can give it to them? And, and then being a school leader, what you need to be able to give to your staff, right, so that they can be successful. Because last year was a, we failed and we failed forward. We failed hard. We failed and we tried to lick our wounds like, ah, this is horrible, yeah, but that's all behind us, and you know we we made it through. So uh, let's let's focus on that for a minute. Like, what? Um, how do you how do you find uh, ways to understand what your students need, and then how do you find ways uh, to understand what your staff need?
1: Um, I would say it's it's basically just asking them for staff and for students. I think that the way in which we're moving now. Um, We're having more dialogue, having more conversations, um, even through surveys, um, just being open to feedback. You know, how did that work? You know, immediately after we just had our BLT, um, my other assistant principal, because there's two of us um, in the building, along with my principal, of course, we were walking in the hall and we uh, had encountered one of our our team leaders. And we had just asked, I had just asked her, you know, how do you think the meeting went? You know, what were some things that you were able to gain from it? Like, what are some things you think we need to change? What worked really well? That kind of thing, some grows and glows. Mm -hmm. And then as my um, other assistant principal was coming up, she asked the same question. I said, look at us being on the same page, you know, (laughs) in order to be able to, you know, know what to do for next time. But I think it's all about having those conversations, even if they're tough. Um, we're, we're definitely doing a focus on uh, crucial conversations, courageous conversations, brave conversations, in in safe spaces. But being able to gather that immediate feedback so that we can make correction in a timely manner. And I think the same thing from our students. For example, with our after school program, I support and overseeing that as the administrator. And um, we don't just say, "Oh, this kid is in this club, or you're in this club," that kind of thing. Like we ask them what are your top two choices so we can get the buy-in you know like without that you're not really going to have too much going on you know no one wants to be told to do this to do that in the respective spaces they want to have that that buy or you they want to have the ability to be able to share what it is that they want to do um so getting that that feedback from them i think is is definitely crucial
0: so students have, students have choice. They do. Um, Students have, that's, that's awesome, and, you know, it sounds as though bringing the voice to the table, you know, you talked about teachers, and, you know, just asking them, and, and connecting with them. I think sometimes we, as school leaders, fall into, we have a school improvement plan, we got goals that we work on over the summer, we presented the first faculty meeting of the school year, and then we expected everybody, hey, I need you all to hop in line, and here's how we need to get there. That's fine and all, Yeah, it's bringing them to the table to say, okay, while this may be the goal, what are the other pieces you need that we can help support you? Yeah. Start working to that goal. And I'm going to be as even as a leader. I forget that sometimes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It it happens. I will say like we did it differently this year Um, and I'm glad to have the we're we're different in how we lead, mm -hmm. but we all bring great things to the table, which creates an even greater like leadership team. Um, but one of the things that we had also shared, like this is our continuous improvement plan. Okay, we could come up with all these action steps, but how do we get the teachers to be aware of what it is that we want to do, but also get them to participate in these things? Like if we said, oh, Turner Talks is one of our um, student engagement pieces and, you know, another one is what we want to do. How much of them, (laughs) how many of them are really going to like push that through their teams, you know, mm-hmm. but we asked them and we sat with them, you know, what do you think we need to do? Here's our goal, like you were saying. How do we need to get there? What resources do we need? How are we going to check in with this? How are we going to see that this was effective? What evidence are we going to be looking for? So that way, when we come back to the table and we, you know, assess in October and we're like, okay, where are we with this? We, as a collective, came up with these things. It wasn't like admin talking to them about what they need to do. But that distributive leadership, that collaboration, I really feel like that's important in this space and in this time. Like, I know you were talking about um, not going back to a new normal or not going back to normal, Mm -hmm. but creating a new normalcy. Right. And it made me think about, like, there needs to be like a shift of mindsets as well, Mm -hmm. Um, doing a few things and doing them well, you know, Um, We don't want to take on too much because burnout can happen really, really quickly. We, you know, we were used to this, but let's just, you know, bite off a few pieces and implement them and then see how they go this year. While we know we may need so much more change, let's do a few things and just do them well. So I think that's another thing that we're going to be focusing on this year.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I think, man, one of my biggest, (laughs) one of my biggest takeaways, even from this is just engaging in more dialogue, right? Mm -hmm. Like we... Uh, we all spent enough time over these past few years where things were just told to us, whether it's coming from the federal government, the state, you know, the uh, district office, whatever, like there's been a lot of things that have just been told to us. And I think um, the more that we have time to dialogue about the decisions that directly impact the people that work in our buildings, but also our kids, Uh, and really understand what they need, we're gonna be missing a whole boat if we don't allow space for that. Um, Go ahead.
1: I I would even go as far as even to include our community partners, um, even our parents um, in collaboration with our school. Our school is a pretty big school. We have about like 500, last year we had 580 students within our school. Um, So that means we get two counselors. We have like two of everything in our building, (laughs) which is definitely a blessing. Um, but even in in communicating with our counselors, um, we found that there were different programs that they wanted to implement. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I have community partnerships. Like I'm like the community partnership like guru, like because of all the things that I do within the city or the county um, in leadership and outside of leadership, um, I've been able to make those connections for our school. So. I was like, okay, how can we bring this organization in to talk about this need for our parents? Because our counselors know, they mm-hmm. talk to our parents very often, like our, our teachers do, but they may see a different kind of need. And then we can have this partnership come in, do a workshop maybe in the morning, afternoon, we'll get some food, we'll have those different spaces for them to be able to to, to do that um, and to learn from different resources. They might not you know, necessarily go to on their own, but just making our school like that hub that it used to be where, you know, back in the day they would, everybody would come to the school for anything that they needed, but just encouraging our parents to do that same thing um, by partnering with our community partners, so.
0: Yeah, I think you you bring up a very valid point uh, about partnering and as schools, we we take on so much and try to do it internally Because we feel obligated of like, okay, our kids are here. We have to do this. We have to uh, meet our parents' needs. We have to be, like, we have to do it all. Uh, In reality, sometimes it's being able to step back and just say, how can we manage the work that's happening? There are tons of community partners that are out there that, for a lot of different reasons, right? They can be they they can be eligible for grants as businesses that we aren't eligible for. Schools that can support schools. There's a lot of not uh, not for profit organizations that, as part of the work they do, they have to give back, right, in their mission and within their organization. Um, and w- if they're supporting kids, if they're supporting uh, teachers, if they're supporting education, right? Like we need to tap into them. Um, I always hate when I hear uh, that there's you know, monies that are sitting at the state and federal level that haven't been used for schools because there's grants that need to be written. Well, I know for me as a principal, I don't have time to sit and write grants. I wish I did because I know the money's there, but I also have other focus. So how why not bring those partnerships in? So um, it sounds as though you really plugged in in Delaware and uh, good old Wilmington. Uh, talk a little bit about partnerships, talk about what you do um, as a school leader, but also for Dr. Woods to be in the community and getting people to say, hey, here's my school. What story do you tell to get those partnerships um, um, to your building?
1: So I'm always thinking about, you know, what do we need? You know, if you don't know what you need. People, they won't be able to help you. You know, as you're having those conversations, you know, I'll go to like right now we have um, a networking event that's going on in our city. Um, whether that's me even serving on Newcastle County committees or um, being a part of another um, statewide committee. Like I'm always on something. I know a lot of people are like, you do a lot. I do, but no matter where I am, I'm always talking about Richardson Park. How can I help Richardson Park? How can we collaborate? What can we do? Um, but knowing my my need for my school is, is really important. And then seeing what they do, like it does their mission, align with our mission, do their core values align with our core values? How can we partner together and we just you know, go from there? But I just make sure that I um, just stay aware of what's around me, whether that's in the city, the county, or even the state, um, to be able to do a lot of these things. And even as I'm talking to other leaders, I just went to a, a policy and practice institute mm-hmm. in Dover where a lot of leaders came into one space and there were different workshops. So there were you know sometimes you'll get like an outside agency to come in and present something but we had our own leaders within the state presenting about what they do within their buildings and how they do it really well and i was just taking so many notes going to so many different like the classrooms to learn and gain information and one of them was talking about partnerships how they utilize their partnerships in such a way that they're able to create incentives for their kids, like thinking outside of the box, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I know we have people that come to us and donate different things, but what I've done recently is created um, a list of our partnerships. There are about 72 now that I have on this list. Whoa. It's a lot, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anybody that does anything for us, you're you're definitely a partnership. Right. So when I'm thinking about whatever, like if we have like, for example, our teacher appreciation week that that's coming up next year, of course, but planning ahead, because you know, I'm a planner. (laughs) (laughs) I I can draft like some kind of letter and just say like, who can fill this, who can do this, who can do that, that kind of thing, send it out to them and then they can just sign up for whatever it may be. But you don't, you know, they don't know unless we know what we need and how they can support because they definitely do want to. Wow, that's
0: man, that's that's awesome. Because Delaware, for those of you who don't know, and I know, um, uh, Dr. Evelyn Edney, uh, we are uh, we serve on a board together, and uh, a great school leader, um, in the work that she's doing uh, on the campus of Delaware State University. But uh, she talked about how Delaware is is small, it's tiny, very, um, very. uh, and to be able to. Uh, to be able to connect with that many uh, partnerships or have those that many partnerships is that's phenomenal. I mean, there's some schools who are like, yep, we got about 10 that are maybe two, three, four times the size of you. Mm. Uh, but there's an importance there. I've I even taken something like planning ahead. Yep, I'm going to take that planning tip right there. <laughs> Teacher Appreciation Week is typically in May. Uh, at the end of the year but to just go out to the community and be like here's what we want to do what can you help with that is a 10 second conversation with the business owner with a community agency or partner that that they can look at and be like you know what we can do that we got Absolutely. enough kind of plan we can do it uh that's important man i was uh uh i was uh, peeping you out on linkedin uh <laughs> one of the things you have there which i know you're so tied into the community uh, under your name, it just says, serving students, staff, families, and supporting the community.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes
0: as school leaders, we get lost in the uh, in the abyss of just doing, being everything and all things to our kids, to our teachers, and to our parents. Uh, but little do we know that, especially being in a public school, right? Like taxpayer dollars, whether they have kids in a school or not, we are still serving a community because the work that we do for kids, uh, whether it's helping them to just be good people, right, be good citizens and go out and just be respectful in the community, that's important for our young people to know, right, uh, uh, having dialogue and being able to help build them up, uh, our community expects that of us and we have to be able to deliver, so I'm glad that uh, and so appreciative and and find it awesome for that to really be a focus for you, uh, mm-hmm. even in the role of an assistant principal, you know, I like, you don't lead the building, you know what I mean? So there's like a, there's a middle ground of like, you're the liaison between teachers and the work that happens and you have your responsibilities as an AP, but you don't get the the ultimate say, but that right there doesn't even mean that you can't continue to connect and engage. And it shows how well your, your team functions, uh, you know? So APs out there, you know, who are listening, you know, I, I will never say, even being a building principal, I'm not saying, man, overstep, uh, your bounds or move out of your lane, but there's a way to move to maximize the opportunity that you have uh, and utilizing the relationships that you have because everything can't lie at the feet of the principal to do just because they are the leader. There's so much power you have as an AP uh, to get in, to get rocking and rolling, to um, um, uh, to do great work for your school.
1: Man. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm thankful to be a part of a team where if I have like a crazy idea or if I just want to do something, I just present it. And yeah. I'm like, is this, is this good? My, normally my principal, he, yeah, that's good. Go with it. You got it. You know? <laughs> and he, you know, just lets, it gives me like the blessing to be able to, to impact um, our entire building. Mm-hmm. But I, I appreciate that. Like just knowing, you know, and, and serving with individuals that know what my strengths are mm-hmm. and, you know, not being afraid of those and being, you know, okay, with me going full force for the betterment of our entire school. Yeah, um, that that's really important. And I know you were talking about being like a servant. So you you know you're looking at my LinkedIn, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really believe that that's what I'm all about: being a servant. How can I help? How can I serve? I know, like even my first year, that was one of my first questions. If I come up against you know a challenge, how can I help? How can I start like what do you what do you need? What do you need from me? How can I support? Um, but being able to ask those questions allowed me to be able to be a great resource to our team. And I remember my superintendent having a conversation um, with my cohort during uh, the the leadership program. and he was just, you know expressing that some people go into leadership for title. Mm-hmm. Some people go into leadership for money. people go into leadership for everything that is not what you're supposed to go into leadership for Uh, but I know when I present it because we had a project to do I had to present myself as though it was the first day standing before my staff and saying that I was a servant at my core and talking about how I want to coach I want to challenge the status quo I want to create change I want to communicate I want to collaborate with all of our stakeholders was something that he really like, you know, held on to and he made a mention of at the end. But I was like, no, like, this is not for a presentation. This is really what I'm about. And even though my days sometimes are starting very early and ending very late, I don't mind because it's all for the babies, you know? And mm. whether I'm sitting at a Starbucks, I had a little kid that came up to me, oh my God, Miss Woods, because she knows me as Miss Woods. I wasn't Dr. Woods, then she was like, Miss Woods, I miss you. I said, let's take a picture. Hey girl, how you doing? You know, <laughs> and just, I'm glad to know that she's still in red clay and I can still like go check on her and just be connected with her. Um, but just being able to, you know, make people aware of who I am, what I'm about and how I can help. I think it's very important as a leader.
0: Yeah, man, that is that. That's awesome. I just want to be a fly on the wall in your building. (laughs) The vibe that your building probably has is is just incredible. Um, I I kind of want to settle on on this this uh this for a little minute. Um, is how do you and when do you focus on you? Right, if the focus of what you have is like, man, how can I help my kids? How can I help the babies? How can I uh, you know, help my staff, how am I, you're a planner, right, and so uh, being a school leader does take a lot out of you, mm-hmm. you're, you're constantly giving, right, managing 72 partnerships, right, coming into your building and managing kind of what your your staff is doing and what your students are doing and your families are doing, uh, and then always being a public figure, you know, out in the community, how do you find that balance um, to be able to focus on you and and, you know, fill your tank, how do you do that?
1: Absolutely. I, I, I lean on my mentors. I ask them a lot of good questions. They always say, dang, you're always asking a question. You got a question here, you got a question there. But I do, I ask them, those movers and shakers um, who are my mentors, I, how are you doing what you're doing? Like, how do you take time for yourself? Whether that's like just stepping away and on the weekend, like really being about me and yeah. no one else and nothing else, Cutting off, like putting my um, away message on my email, or, um, you know, just letting family know, like, hey, I I gotta, you know, step away. I'm gonna go travel here. I'm gonna do do this and do that. Um, I think it's important just to take that time and to communicate Mm -hmm. what it is that I need. I found like for me though, in the morning, like just even even during the school day, I can still take time for me. Um, I have like a routine. I come in, you know, start my little music. (laughs) Of course, you know, pray. Um, I, I like to make my tea, you know, sitting down with that cup of tea and, you know, creating my, because I'm a planner, I create my um, day and seeing what things that I need, do I need to accomplish, putting them in. It's an Eisenhower matrix, like what's, you know, something that I need to do right now, what's something that I need to delete, decide, or schedule, that kind of thing. And then that helps to set the tone for my day. So when I'm out there and I'm embracing parents during Carline, you know, I'm having a very cheery spirit because, my dog can do something before I get to work. My tire can be flat before I get to. Work. everything can happen before I get to work, but I make sure I take that time to reset
2: yeah. and to
1: make sure that when I step out of my door and I'm embracing students, I'm embracing staff, that I'm presenting my best self. Um, I find time to also travel.
2: yeah,
1: I, I like to to get away. I know that, you know, when I used to when I used to be in the classroom, I didn't want to take time off because mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God. My kids are going to do this, they're going to do that. And then I used to have the mindset too as a leader, like, oh my God, I got to do this, I got to do that. But I'm like, no, book the flight, take the day, you You know, just, just make sure that you are, as much as you're dedicated to the building, also dedicated to yourself and spend time with yourself. Um, So I've been to Mexico during the year, I went to Panama during the year, I also went to, um, where was the last place that I just went, Mexico, um, Cancun, can, that's in Mexico, where else did I go, it was another place that I went to, but just being able to step away for a second, you know, I golf now,
0: awesome, I'm trying to pick that up, I am, uh, yeah, What's that <laughs> I, got
1: that. I can give you some pointers, hey, but I need
0: some, I need
1: some, it's fun, you know, just to be able to do something different, you know, and challenging myself and getting out. Um, I love to read. I have a book club um, and just eat and engaging with friends and family. I know I was telling you a little bit earlier about just having like different gatherings at my home where we have good food, good conversation and bringing some phenomenal people together to just be able to reset. Um, so that always definitely like re-energizes me. It keeps me going, but that's how I, I take time out for me. Yeah,
0: that's awesome, man. I, um yeah. <laughs> I struggle with that personally. Of like, hey, I, I just need to step away. I always feel like when I'm away from school, I'm like, man, I'm missing something. And I always keep hearing the saying, like, you can step away, the work will be there. Like I know
1: that, right?
0: But that's how. That's what I think I'm afraid of is the fact that the work will still be there, or something will happen, and I'll feel guilty that I wasn't there. So it's like, ah, yeah, I'll forget the trip. Like I'm gonna go, you know, um, and. I've I've found that being able to step away, like, especially this summer, there was time I was able to just connect with family. Uh, We went to Disney. Uh, I got to see the mouse and and, uh, (laughs) the heat, the heat, the sweltering heat, but just being able to not have to reach by my side and grab my radio or look at my work phone or, you know, check the email and people knew like Marcus is gone. Like we are not going to get a hold of him unless there's an absolute emergency. But man, it was a great feeling. And I'm like, man, I got to do this a little more often. And mm-hmm. I think the key point, you know, the first thing people will say is, you like left during the school year? Like, yes, people. Mm-hmm. Like, it, in a regular job, there's people who have vacation weeks and days throughout the entire year because they work year round. It's not like school. But when we pile in so much, the work that we do as school leaders, as, as Forget school leaders. Let's not even compartmentalize this. Let's just say as educators, yeah. if you know what it's like to raise kids at home and have them on a regular basis, you get a babysitter every once in a while. You're like, man, I mm-hmm. need time for me. I need to step away from my kids. As educators, it's the same thing. Absolutely. When you've got 30 kids sitting in your classroom, uh, you know, for you as an AP in a building of 500 kids, me as a principal of 3,000 kids, like there's times I need to be able to step away and be like, yo. I love y'all, but I need, I need some time to me because if your tank is empty, you ain't, you're not giving, you know, you're not giving anything. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, What I, what I appreciate the most of what you said and, and I appreciate a lot of it. I'm going to be honest. Um, But when you walk into your office, you start your day off with a work routine. um, And then before you step out and embrace students and embrace teachers and it's not the the typical term of embrace like I got to give somebody a hug but it's just being in that space and giving them their time to just say hey I'm here I hear you I see you I want to connect with you um you got to be in the right frame of mind to do that absolutely Uh, you know and you got to be able to leave some of that stuff at the door of yeah my dog ate my shoe or I couldn't find my car keys or the Starbucks line was too long and they ran out of X, Y, and Z, or somebody cut me off in traffic. You got to right. understand that that stuff already happened.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That should not be the defining moment of what a student is going to receive when they see you That's They true. shouldn't come in and be like, Oh, Miss Wood, yeah, oh, Doctor Wood, she's mad because, uh, yeah, Starbucks ran out. of <laughs> Right, they should be like, man, Doctor Wood, her energy is awesome this morning. You know what I mean? And it's not putting on a, a, a false front for people, right? But if we are, uh, um, if we are handed the responsibility as a school leader to go uh, and lead a building, leadership. It takes that responsibility leadership takes time leadership takes effort leadership takes focus um Mm -hmm. and you got to do it right again we got a chance and a choice you had a chance to do something different and you had a choice to be a school leader or not right Mm -hmm. and since you stepped up to the plate it's time to swing the bat so man i man i'm not gonna start you know here i feel like i'm about to start preaching um
1: (laughs) (laughs) i like the saying though i i definitely agree with you because there's too many people that i've i've come across that our school leaders that now they have different health issues you know mm-hmm. there are different things that you know are happening within our families because they're not spending as much time there and i know you know i don't have any children yet of my own um i do have a dog <laughs> so i'm a dog mom oh, um God. so he even has like different needs and i i i was like you know what i have a dog i can do this i can do that as soon as i transitioned it to being an assistant principal I couldn't do all those walks. I'm coming home at like 5, 5.30. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, when he's like barking and trying to go outside and, but, you know, even utilizing different services or even, you know, family as well. Like, hey, can you come, you know, walk my dog or I'll pay for the service of having my dog walk. And I know, you know, some, for some people, like with financial things, it, it may not be like feasible, but just being able to get my time back. Yeah. You know, because when I come home, I want to reset, too. I don't want to be frustrated and give that energy to my dog. So just finding other ways to put other things in place to be able to get my time back has also been a thing that I do.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. But so, I like that thing that you had, though. What did you say? You said something about um, something with a bat, what did you say?
0: Yeah, like, we, you know, every day, every day we wake up, right? We got a chance and a choice.
1: Chance and a um,
0: We got a chance to um, really, I'm paraphrasing even what I say, you got a chance to go out and be great, right? You got a chance to do awesome things for kids and for your staff uh, as a school leader. You also have a choice uh, mm-hmm. to, to be a leader, right? You you made the choice to go into school leadership or you made the choice to be a teacher. Or you made the choice to be a principal or what have you. Um, and because we made that choice, we got to step up to the plate. we got to swing the bat. Uh, because it's our time like you don't get an option anymore uh, because the title that you hold bears responsibility Uh, you you just got to get in you got to get after it uh, and you got to do it and at the end of the day you're doing it for the for the most important thing and that's our kids that's our babies that's our our future whatever anybody any cliche thing people want to say about it like that ultimately is it's who we work for I got 3,000 I got a lot of bosses 3,000 and probably three My own kids, (laughs) my my (laughs) wife, my my superintendent, like I got a lot of bosses, Um, but the most important bosses that I work for uh, are our kids Mm -hmm. Um, and and that they need something from us when they come to the school building, when they're there every more hours, more hours they are awake in our school buildings than they are at home, you know, so we have to be able to give to them and our kids are different. Yes. Man, this past year has helped me uh, see and recognize that. But prior to 2020 in, in March, man, we knew kind of who our kids were because they've gone through this transition. But we, their whole life was interrupted for two years, uh, and now they're coming back with, on a whole different level, and we're trying to figure out and connect with them. And my goal this year is to not be behind the eight ball on understanding them. I want to bring them to the table. I want to allow their voice uh, to be heard and decisions that are made that are uh, that impact them uh, and that's really the goal is how do we elevate the voice um, and start having that dialogue of what do you need how can we help you how what can we do to create the learning experience and the learning environment that will foster greatness to happen in you so that's my goal this year what is this last question uh because i feel like man we can talk forever but uh <laughs> My last question for you is um what's what's one goal that you have for yourself this year?
1: One goal that I have for myself this year. Well, I have <laughs> it, it's hard. <laughs> but I
2: think goals. I, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um I would say, hmm. I would say one of the goals that I have for myself this year, is to take risks um, and try new methods, models, different approaches to things. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes along with the getting away from the the sense of normalcy.
2: Yeah.
1: And I think um, one thing that I'm really good at is like putting different procedures or processes in place. And it may not be what we're used to, but it will help us in redefining how we do what we do. Um, but not being afraid to execute that. Okay, that didn't go well. All right, let me re- refine it, let me try it again. And then next year I can you know, execute it again. But just being able to try new things, new methods, new approaches in regards to our school. Because um, we were able to see at one of our, our meetings Some people have been there for like 15 years, 14, 15 years. And I've only been, this is my third year. So they have so much more, you know, knowledge about the entire school. But um, I think that in collaborating with them, we'll be able to figure out what works for for the betterment of the building. Um, But they've seen things tried, not work, you know, or doing the same thing again and again and again, year after year after year. So that's why I said, like, having those conversations with the team members, the staff, the students getting their, you know, say parents or PTA, you know, hearing their voices would definitely allow us to make better decisions um, that have the input of all individuals involved.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's my goal. That's, that's, a, that's a good goal. goal. I have a lot more. I you know. know. You know, I, but I, I'll, I'll stick to the one, you
0: know. I know. I see it. you like, oh, but I really want to, I got two, three, yeah. but that's, that's cool. We're going yeah. to with that one, but <laughs> we, what we're going to do is we're going to check back uh, later. I would love to have you, you know, on the show again and, and just kind of
1: make
0: your checkup to just kind of see what's going on. And in, uh, in Wilmington, Delaware, at Red Clay Consolidated School District yes that's, that's a long of but that's man I, the kids are so fortunate to have you as a leader um I know I'm sure that they are excited about the school year I know you are and being mm-hmm. a planner I'm sure you got things ready to go ready to rock and roll um when I say the last question this is final final question if people okay. wanted to connect with you how can they find you
1: well they can definitely find me on twitter um I said that like I'm much older. Twitter, <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> they can find me on Twitter. Um, my handle for Twitter is Dr. danye D A N Y A T Woods. Um, I'm also on Instagram. Um, I have a leadership page, which is Richardson Park underscore A P. Um, they can connect with me on LinkedIn with my first, middle, and last name: danye T- Tierra Woods. Um, yeah, those are all all the places that they can, can, can connect. I know that Twitter is a really popular place for a lot of school leaders. Um, I was charged with the task when I was in my doctoral program to get on Twitter and to really like build my professional learning network. Um, so I'm chiming in on different things and being able to have different conversations. So if people send me messages or, you know, just tag me in something. I will definitely um, seek to respond and to connect with them. Um, But yeah, those are, those are all the places they can connect with me.
0: Well, that's awesome. Well, listeners, (laughs) there you have it. It's it's another episode in the books with Dr. Danielle Tierra Wood, (laughs) uh, AP of Richardson Park. Um, And I I am humbled uh, by the opportunity to be able to connect with you, to learn from you uh, I was over here writing notes down of things that I need to do and be better about even for myself. And That's
2: awesome.
0: um, when I started this project back in January of 2021, mm-hmm. um, you know, I didn't know where this podcast was going to take off to. Um, and I, I'm just excited about just being able to connect, but also being able to share your voice um, and encourage other people that, you know, hey, if there's things that you want to share, uh, don't hesitate to connect with me. Um, unapologetic leadership. You can connect with me at, at Um if you're interested and just, uh, man, I just want to share the stories. It's important to be able to share the work that we do as, as educators with others because uh, that's what we do best in education is we beg, we borrow, we steal, and we use for the greater good of just educating our young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's nothing wrong in that. So Dr. Woods, thank you for joining me on the show today. Thank you, Uh, it's, It's a pleasure and best of luck to you this school year and we'll connect real soon.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for creating this space. I appreciate it. I hope that I was able to, you know, give some different like tips and tools for people to use. And I appreciate you. I'm able to even learn from you and the spaces that you create for leaders who are up and coming and needing to just, you know, get a couple of gems as well. So thank you.
0: Absolutely. It it is definitely a pleasure. Um, uh, the other, the other piece of that is, is having space. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, you
0: talked about that a lot, um, is creating spaces and being able to compartmentalize the work that we do and, uh, being able to unplug and, and, and connect and listen to people. Uh, but dialogue is so important. People Uh, dialogue is very important. And if you don't be, if you're not intentional and specific about making opportunities, uh, come true and and for people and creating space for people to have conversation, you're missing out on a whole bunch. Um mm-hmm. Dr. Woods is a planner, as you have heard. <laughs> Very uh, much so. <laughs> and today this was just honest dialogue. I have no questions in front of me. She has no questions to go off of and we just uh made it felt this vibe and this is it. So I'm glad you all listened. Uh, we'll catch up to you soon on the next episode of Unapologetic Leadership. Take care. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Unapologetic Leadership. It has been an honor and a pleasure to be able to create this space for you to be able to grow and learn. And I hope that you gained some information. If you would like to connect with me, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can connect with me at DrMarcusBelen.com. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus J. Bielen, or you can find me on Instagram at DrMarcusBelen. I am out there ready to connect with people. I would love to come speak for you uh, and engage in conversation with your school districts, with leadership teams, uh, and really just get out there. I love the work that I do for young people. And I also love to connect and engage with young people on a motivational level to just help them be the best versions of themselves. So again, if you wanna connect, don't hesitate to reach out. And I hope that you experience an awesome opportunity to learn here on Unapologetic Leadership. Go out there, be great, and do great things for kids.